Hey, Calvary Church, we've been in a series theme this year using the word let's. We talked this year early on about let's grow. That was all about letting our life grow in Christ, grow deeper, let our roots go deep in God. Then we talked about let's go, which was all about the Great Commission and our assignment as believers in Christ to go and share the good news of Christ with other people on the earth. And tonight I want to launch with you a series of thoughts and topics about the idea of let God. Simply let God. And tonight my topic is let God work. Would you be willing to let God work in your life? On the good days, on the bad days, on the difficult times, the good, the bad, the ugly, would you let God work in your life tonight? Would you be prepared to take your hands off and let God take charge of your life? These are very unique days, no doubt. All of us have a sense of loss of control, but here's some good news. We have a good God that has our back. He is for us, not against us. And if God is for us, what can be victorious over us? The answer is nothing. Get your Bible right now and go to Psalms chapter 124. And let's look at some key words in Psalms 124. Excuse me, here we go. It says, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. Listen to that. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, watch us close. He says, let all Israel now say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. In other words, he's emphasizing, hey guys, say it again with me. Verse three, then they would have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against us. The waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul again. It says, blessed be the Lord, listen close, who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped it. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heavens and the earth. Did you hear that Psalm? Psalm 124. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Think about your life right now, our world today. There's so much coming at us, so much coming over us, so much ensnaring us. And this word to us today says, listen, if it had not been for God, it would have gotten us. It would have taken us down, would have drowned us, would have crushed us. We serve a God that's able to come through on our behalf. Listen real close tonight. We serve a God who is omnipotent. We have an omnipotent God. What that means is this. He's all powerful. Unlimited supply. God's power is unlimited. God does not have a supply chain problem. He never runs out of anything. He's all powerful. His power is always there and God is on your side. And listen close. God is able to do whatever is in harmony with his will and his word. Now, God does not do anything bad. The book of James clarifies that. It says that every good gift is from above, and God never changes, James tells us. So we know that everything that's good in life is from God, and everything God does is good. So listen, you have a God tonight that loves you just where you are, and he wants to see you victorious in your life because he's for you. When I think about this, most of us don't doubt the power of God. Most of us probably believe that God's all-powerful. Most of us probably believe that God created the earth and the heavens and that God did all these great things. But for many of us, we truly wonder if he will do something on our behalf. 
For example, you might believe he can heal somebody else, he can restore somebody else, he can save somebody else, but will he do it for you? For many of us, the gap is not can he for someone else, the issue is do we believe he will do it for us? See, our sin nature often manifests and we come to think of ourselves so much below God's grace and God's power, and we're not worthy of that. So the devil likes the idea that he can always keep you in a mindset and in a mind frame that God doesn't want to work in your life. And I want to tell you right now, God wants to work in your life, not somebody else's life. God wants to work in your life. And if God is for you, the question would he ask? Who or what can be against you? When I look at the scripture, I'm reminded of this. Every believer must take God at his word. You have to simply choose to believe everything this book says about God. And remember this, the very first thing that sin did in the Garden of Eden was convince man to doubt what God has said. And I believe even right now in your life and in my life, the devil, the enemy, the thief, the liar, he wants to make you doubt what God has said. He wants to look at this book and go, yeah, God said that, but that's for somebody else. And I'm here to declare to you tonight that this book is for you. It's for me. It's for all of us. And everything God says in here, God will do. God keeps his promises to us. And we as believers must take God at his word. We must believe that God's both able and willing to work on our behalf. Now, go to Romans chapter 8. Look at this text. You've heard it before. Romans chapter 8. I love this. There's so much to it. And uh, pick up in verse, uh, let's go to verse 31. Romans 8, 31. You've heard this before. And the Bible tells us here that as believers in Christ, that we are already conquerors. Not we will be, but that we are already there. We're conquerors in Christ. Look at this. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. It says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for all of us, how shall he not with, uh, not with him also freely give us to all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Another question. It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, listen close, and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us? Christ right now is working on your behalf and my behalf. I love this text. It says this. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or even sword? Peril, tough times, difficult times, sword, wars, rumors of wars. This text applies to us right today, no doubt. Verse 36, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep going to the slaughter. But watch verse 37 and 38 and 39. Listen close. This is for you. This is for me. This is God's word to us. Yet in all things, not some things, not a few things, in all things. Say it right there. Come on, say all things, in all things, every day, all day long. Watch this close. In all things, we are more than 
not barely, not just enough. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Listen close, two more verses in this text. For I am persuaded, he says. Paul says, I'm convinced, I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things past, I love that, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is a text for you. The Bible says to us right here that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? Do you believe somebody else is a conqueror? Or do you believe that you are a conqueror? Do you believe that nothing can separate you from God's love? Is this verse for somebody else or is it for you? I'm telling you right now, this is for you. In Jesus Christ, you are more than conquerors in all things. When I was growing up as a young pastor, a young uh, preacher trying to get my life going for God and starting ministry and just a young, young adult and trying to learn to preach and navigate and study the Bible and do all the stuff that pastors do, I had a pastor friend who gave me great strength. And he would always say this. He would say, Marty, I'm for you. I'm for you. No matter where I saw him, he'd say, Marty, I'm for you. And I can't tell you to this day how many times I have in the back of my mind, I hear his voice, I see his face, and I can hear him saying, I'm for you. I'm here to tell you right now that God's for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? This word is true, and this word declares to us that if God's for us, nothing else can hinder us, and nothing can separate you from God's love. Let's go back to Isaiah 41. Look at this text. I love Isaiah 41 in your scripture. Isaiah chapter 41. Let's go to verse 10. Listen close. It says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I love that. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Watch close. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God's got you. God's got me right here in his hand, his righteous right hand. God's with us. Keep reading. Behold, all those who were increased against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. Did you see that? They shall be as nothing, and those who strive with you shall perish. Those who come against you, what's to say? They will be ashamed. Those who strive with you shall perish, it says. Verse 12, you shall seek them and not find them. In other words, you're going to try to go find the person that came against you, and they'll done be gone. I love this. It says, those who contended with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing as a non-existent thing. I got to pause. This isn't one of my verses, but it just hit me real fast. Go back to Israel trying to get away from Pharaoh. And they come to the edge of the Red Sea. The sea's there. Pharaoh's army is behind them. They start looking to Moses, complaining to Moses, Moses, you're going to kill us out here. And God spoke through Moses and said this to Moses. Listen, tell those kids of mine, tell the Israelites, tell my people. 
that the Egyptians they see today, they won't ever see them again. And I'm telling you right now by faith and trust in God's word that the thing that's been attacking your life, been destroying your life, been coming at you, if you stand upon the promises of God and trust in him, God will work in your life. God's able to work on your behalf. So what then are some things that God can do in my life and in your life? What are the things that God wants to do? I'm going to give you four things right now that God wants to do in your life. So go real fast to Ephesians, and let's go to chapter 3, and I'm going to read you from verses 14 through about verse 21. That was the warm-up. Here's the message. Are you ready? Ephesians chapter 3, I'm in verse 14. Listen close. This is a great text. This text right here is chock full of spiritual insight and, and information about who God is. Watch close. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. It says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God in heaven, he's saying, from whom whole, the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Verse 6, that he would grant you, notice that, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened. Notice that word there, strengthened. Grant you and strengthen you with might through his Holy Spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in you or abide in you or remain with you, watch this, in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in his love. Now watch verse 19, 20, and 21. Listen close, check this out. It says, to know that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all fullness of God. Now to him who is able, listen to this, to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works within us Listen close. To him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever and ever. Amen. Four things we just saw in that text that God can do in your life if you'll let him. Number one, God is able to give you a release and empower you. He's able to grant you the strength to walk in faith. God gives you the power to walk in faith. The first thing God can do for you is that God can grant to you the strength that you need to walk in faith every day. Let God release that into your spirit, okay? The second thing we see in this text that God can do is that God can strengthen you. That means he gives you the power to remain strong. He reinforces you. He is with you by his spirit. When you walk in the spirit, not in the flesh, God's spirit gives you strength every day, and God can grant you, he can release to you, and he can strengthen you, and he can reinforce to you to walk in the spirit as you walk out the Christian life. And number three, God's able to dwell with you or to abide with you. He's able to give you a relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. God wants to strengthen your life right now through the life of Christ, through his life in the word, through prayer, intercession, walking in accordance to his plan for your life. That's what God can do. And the fourth thing God will do for you, if you'll let God work in your life, God will establish you. He will give you roots. God wants to reinforce you. Listen close. God wants to have a relationship with you. 
God wants to be real with you. God wants to give you roots and God wants to reinforce your life as he releases to you the power that you need to live your life every day for him. Now, I know that these are strange days. I know this is a strange format. I've done more preaching on video than I ever thought I would in my life with an empty room around me. And I'm here once again by myself and a cameraman talking to you wherever you are right now. Here's what I do know. No matter where we are, I know who God is. And I know God's able. And I pray right now by faith that if you will just open your heart and say, God, I know there's uncertainty in my life. There's stuff I don't understand. If you'll say, God, I'm going to choose to trust you. God, I know you're able. Lean back today on the promises in God's word and watch God work in your life. Trust God for who he is, no matter what you're facing. You might be facing adversaries. You might be facing sickness. You might be facing fear. You may be facing torment. You may be facing false information. You might be facing grief and sorrow and pain. No matter where you are, if you'll simply trust God, I know God's for you. And if God is for you, then who or what can be against you? Romans chapter eight says it's so simple. If God's on your side, what else matters? If God's for you, then what can separate you from God's love? The answer is nothing. And we know from Isaiah, he said, listen, I'm with you. I'm gonna hold you up in my mighty righteous right hand. Psalm 124 said, if it had not been for the Lord. And Ephesians chapter three said, here's four things that God can do in your life. I challenge you today, Calvary Church family, God's got this. God's a good God and God's for you. I never know who's with us on a night like tonight and watching this service, maybe during the service time frame, or maybe even later on, I have no idea where you are and when you'll watch this, but I wanna pray with you right now for the most important prayer of your entire life, and that's the prayer of salvation. If you're watching this tonight and thinking to yourself, I'm not totally sure, that if I died, I'd make it to heaven. Pray this prayer with me and receive the free gift that Jesus made possible for you through his work upon the cross. God loves you. God's for you. No matter where you've been, God wants to bring you back into a relationship with him because that's the kind of God he is. Can you pray with me right now? Come on, say, Father God, I thank you for giving Jesus to be my Savior. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And today, tonight, I confess you as my Lord and Savior and the risen Son of God. In your name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer and meant that in your heart, you, my friend, have received God's free gift the salvation made possible for you by the work of Christ upon the cross. I would love to hear from you. Please contact the church office. Just type a message here on this video feed, this, this social media feed, or contact the church office by the number we give you on the screen right now and tell us that you prayed that prayer. We want to connect with you and pray for you and help you understand what God has in store for your life. God's a good God. We love you. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. And again, may God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance towards you and bring you great peace. God bless you. You've been a great crowd. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.
Thanks for joining us today for this online service. What a great word from Pastor Marty. If at any point you responded to something that he said, would you do us a favor and just make a comment either on YouTube or on Facebook? That'll help us know how to partner with you and to continue to pray with you in your journey with Jesus Christ. That's all the time we have today. So glad you joined us. Want you to know we love you. We're praying for you. We're praying health, provision, and safety over your homes. Join us again this weekend for services. Until then, remember, God's got our church and God's got us. God bless you. We'll see you soon.